Hello, everyone. Hello there. Welcome to the UK Scriptwriters Podcast. Yeah. And uh, myself and Danny are right now sitting in uh, in a room. We've tried to get somewhere as quiet as we can, but you know what writers are like, gassing away. It's um, Sunday morning. So yeah. It's Sunday morning. We thought everyone would be asleep, you know, but they're all here already. <laughs> We're coming to you almost live from the London Screenwriters Festival. And because it's Sunday morning, some of us are half dead. Now, we talked about it last time, uh, this this event, yeah. because of the pitch thing. So it's gone pitch crazy. Well, it's uh, the theme here. of the weekend, isn't it? Totally, totally the theme of the week. And everyone's uh, enjoying it, getting the most out it's, of it, uh, and pitching away like mad people. The, the posters and... Um, slogans everywhere is keep calm yeah. and pitch yeah. which is the twist on that expression keep calm and carry, carry on. on should be pitch on or something yeah, yeah. whatever and what I've noticed as well because we've been hanging out in the green room here yeah. and just meeting people around the place is that you're always pitching because it's like hi how are you true and what's your name true and, and what do you do true and what are you, what are you working on and true. so you initially you immediately launch into a pitch and you don't even realize true i mean danny have got a thing where we almost because you can be a bit hum- humble and you don't want to just shout out about yourself is that danny will talk about me and i might talk about danny yeah it's going to work quite well that's a good way of doing it actually if you're with someone you can introduce them and yeah. just big up their um exactly um experience and credits because yeah, yeah. they'll do it in a way that you'll never have thought of and make you sound even better than you are. Well, if you said it yourself, you sound a bit like a yeah. ego. Yeah. Can't, can't you sometimes, Absolutely. though? You know, because it's just talking about your positive things. Mm. Whereas someone else goes, he's a nice guy. Because you can't say, I'm a nice guy. You know, you know you, it doesn't matter. I am awesome. That's my T-shirt. <laughs> Keep calm and be awesome. And we've got Darren there. He's snuck he's in. He's just sat down. All right. Darren, come here. Get in, get in, get Darren's, in. Darren's uh, come here as a delegate. But I'm moving the own... microphone, folks, so it might get noisy. He has his okay. own film released last year yeah. uh, from America starring... The legend that is Steve Gutenberg. Yeah, we, we only met Darren last night. We're like, what you should what are you do? Yeah, what are you talking about? Where's this film? Where? How can I see it? Where can so, I see uh, it? So Darren, but what, but give us the pitch for that. Give us, yeah, just, just tell us about your film. Well, it, it started from um, I'm a member of Shooting People, and uh, I saw an ad uh, from a Bil- Belgian film company right. uh, saying they're looking for um, just basically a, a low budget horror. Right. And uh, basically, the way they, they pitched it is there was a production slot, there's a budget, we're all ready to go. And uh, I thought, great, you know, this is, I'm not mm. going to do this. And I, I, I gave them a script sample. And uh, yeah. basically, from I found out off the back there actually wasn't a, a budget, a production <laughs> slot, or anything. Or anything. But, or anything. It was just a bloke writing into uh, shooting right, people. Right, right. But off the strength of, I wrote a, a script um, from his sort of one page treatment. And uh, I did, f- the strength of the script actually got the film made. So yeah. effectively it was a self-fulfilling prophecy that it's... Uh, Brilliant. And um, he's a great guy. Daniel Mays is the uh, director. He's got so much energy. He just mm. pushed the thing forward. Is he American? And, uh, that name sounds familiar. He, he's Belgium. Right. And he, he, it's the first Belgian film that's ever, Belgian production company's ever had a Hollywood film made. Right. And he, he attached um, uh, James Duval from Donnie Darko. And uh, Steve Gutenberg playing the series. The legend. Killer. I love Steve Gutenberg. He's brilliant. And he loved it. I mean, he, he just lo- he always plays the guy next door, and mm. he just wanted to um, play he, the, he guy, the guy next door with a knife. <laughs> <laughs> the guy eating the guy next door. <laughs> so what, that's how you pitch it. One minute you're a member of shooting people. Next minute you're having a film there with Steve Gutenberg. That's right. They, they, they <laughs> flew me what, out there. Well, what I like two things I like about this. First of all, is like, hey, it's something good out of shooting people. Yeah. Which I don't mean in a derisory way. But no, it's but like, too many know, people. You know, there's so many yeah. time wasters. Not, but no, you yeah. know, there's also good good guys on there. Yeah. And the second um, the second thing I like about it is that this is within reach for 
anyone listening to this, mm. to you and me, Danny, do you know what I mean? That, that, that it can seem like sometimes when you come here, and, and um, also speaking to Noel Clark, the same, I got the same vibe off him, but sometimes the other guys, you feel like, well, look, you know, you're already a success in this area and I can't do that and you've come in through this way and your, your dad's this or whatever. And it's like, this isn't open to me. That's totally open to me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I could it's, write. It's I, I could, if, I, if I had a script as good as that, it would have Absolutely. been made. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's totally and, and I bothered to send it. You know, <laughs> yeah. that's it. Yeah. There's a lot of right time and right place with this kind of thing as well, isn't it? It's like having the yeah. kind of mm. project that suits. Yeah. I mean, um, the interesting thing with this one was that it was uh, the pit. It was one location, and uh, you had nothing to cut to. And basically, the film would have been 20 minutes long. Right. So I thought, how basically, how can you pad it out yeah. without the audience really resenting you for putting in a load of filler? Yeah, yeah. And uh, it was originally going to be a horror, but the only way I thought it could do that is actually by injecting comedy. So yeah. it turned into a comedy horror, which and which was the thing that attracted Steve Goodman. What's it called? Have we said what it's called? It's called Cornered. Cornered. Right. So we're all going to Google it. We're all going to IMDb yeah, yeah, yeah. it. We're yeah, all going to stream it legally through Love Film and Netflix. <laughs> basically. <laughs> Basically, do you get a cut? Do you get a cut? I, don't, I get nothing. But, don't, uh, do what you want. Yeah, yeah. download <laughs> I don't care. Because we just want as many people to but see it as possible. I mean, it's called Cornered because it's uh, the British take set in a corner shot, which does not work at all in America because they're convenience stores. Oh, yeah, so and it should be called Inconvenient. It, they were actually thinking about Inconvenience. Yeah. Thought, no, oh, really? Bloody carry on at your inconvenience. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on a minute. There's something there. No, wait a minute. That's just I know, why hadn't I thought of that before? Is everyone else at that thought? Which is that you know that keep calm and carry on. Shouldn't that just be the title of the next carry on film? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, hang on a minute. Right, that's right. I've said that live on the bloody podcast. Yeah, it's now. not coming out. Now. Oh God. Uh, no, that's fantastic, mate. And, and um, what's your best thing that you've um, picked up? You know, this year, like, you know, kind of a tip or Through a bit sessions, of advice. Yeah, or well, maybe not for a session, maybe just from another writer. Or something. The biggest tip is that, I mean, I've, I've, I've had, you know, obviously a film made. I've had mm. scripts picked up by Hammer. I've had, you know, I should be, um, you know, I've, I've had a lot done. Um, but I'm really, really crap at selling myself. Right. Um, so what I've learned is I've got to get on Twitter Right, got to even get. I, I hate Facebook, but I've got to get on Facebook for, yeah. and uh, and get a blog. I mean, yeah. I've got a website, but I've not got a blog. So the fact that you know, I've been doing this for so many years, and it's yeah, neither yeah, yeah, of you yeah. ever heard of me, just shows how crap yeah. I am actually selling myself. Sort so. of. Well, it's all changed now, mate. Yeah, it's all changed. Look, it's all changed. And you've got a USP as well. Look, your name is Darren with an I. I da- mean, like, Darren, yeah. Darren Grimwood is his name. Yeah, it's completely uh, made up. It's like Darren with an I, and then Grimwood. Yeah. Have you I mean, got an iPhone or anything? I haven't. I haven't even got it's a mobile. Darren. So he hasn't even got a mobile. So I'm Mr. Prince. It's like Mr. Hiding. So I was going to say, you should set up a Twitter now, like now, and we'll tell everyone that you just now and we'll get you. Yeah, I Darren. I'm giving you your hook, your your handle. Well, I have just set up Twitter. So what's your what's your thing? Well, I think it. I think it's just Darren Grimwood, all one word. So all right, work. Darren Grimwood, all one yeah. word. If not, we'll tweet it around. Yeah. We're like, Thank this you. is the guy. Is follow him. Help him out, folks. He knows Steve yeah. Gutenberg. He doesn't want to... <laughs> and if you don't yeah. know who Steve Gutenberg, you're dead to me. And they... or, 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 or you were just not from the 80s. Yeah, yeah maybe. <laughs> and all, I'll tell you, all the American guys on, on Corner thought that that was my pen name, Grimwood. I did. Because I, I was a horror I did. writer. I did. They, it's they, not. They freaked out when they. No, no, that's really. Self, it's a self, not yeah. self-fulfilling name. It is. Yeah, yeah. What else? I mean, you could have been an undertaker. But, yeah. I mean, I don't know what else you could have been. 
serial killer. Is it? Oh, whatever, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so, so that, that was... Uh, yeah. And the problem with writers is, is that we're just very, ins- by definition, we're very insular, spend our time alone in a room. And, uh, you know, for instance, yesterday I did the pitch factor, and I hate pitching. I mean, I can pitch on a normal one-to-one situation. But it's so not me being on stage. So just go through the what what well, just for the people that aren't here. Yeah. What is the pitch factor? The pitch factor is is like the X factor. Only you, basically you've got two well one and a half minutes to actually pitch your idea okay. to a panel of five professionals. Okay. Who will then give you feedback? Oh, a different thing to the actual live. Yes, yes, yes. It's like an audience. Right. Yeah, yeah. You're on, you're <laughs> on like stage. Like Simon Cowell and yeah, exactly. Cowell. And they all do have different roles like that. So, yeah. uh, and it's so not me. And I didn't win. But the interesting thing was there was a producer in the crowd who um, yeah. who loved the pitch and and they said yeah I want to read the script so yeah, great, if great. I hadn't have forced myself to actually yeah. get on stage which is yeah. so not me right. that would not have happened yeah. so you've got to get out of your comfort zone I'm going to bring Nish in yes good Nish come over here come here we're, we're doing bring your lunch bring we're doing lunch. a podcast you're having your breakfast but we're actually doing a podcast yeah, yeah it's yeah, now yeah. it's recording now recording this now. is dead time now you walking across come on you're ruining it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's recording yeah, yeah. now, Johnny. Yeah. Just want, I just want to detail what now. this man is wearing. This is now. my hero of um, fashion in the film industry. He's got a nice red sweater on. Yeah, it's classy. Blue jeans, very classy brown shoes. Whenever yeah. you meet Niche Panchal from Curtis Brown Agency, you know you're going to be met by a sharply dressed man. Yeah. As he eats his bacon, lettuce, and tomatoes. Yeah, I'm a sandwich. <laughs> this is breakfast. He looks classy, but he doesn't look so wealthy you're intimidated. Exactly. And look it at just his legs. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. But Nisha, I, I wanted to bring you in because you've mm-hmm. been listening to pitches. Mm-hmm. You are here representing Curtis Brown, which is one of the major agencies of the country. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Darren actually pitched to you. What are the levels like? Can we hear everybody? Uh, I'll check when well, no, we get into I've it. Got a, I've got an agent. So, oh, that's uh, right. You've right, got yeah, J- okay. J- yeah, Blake let's Freeman. Keep, yeah. Let's keep that to ourselves. So but what, how did you find kind of listening to the pitches today? Um, I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. People thought that uh, I liked the variety that there was there. I thought that um, a lot of people have been talking about writing for radio Mm. and writing for theatre and putting things on YouTube and I think that that is so that's like more guns in your arsenal that's like the that's a really good thing to have um, instead of just pitching cold feature film screenplays which as you know Mm. and as I know Mm. that people who are like produce writers find it difficult to get yeah. a feature film made. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Um, well, Tim was saying at the start that he thinks people are getting better at pitching. Yeah. Well, maybe it's because of all the good advice that's floating around. Mm. Do, do you find that in terms of people's structure of how they pitch or whatever? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, so. it used to be, like I'm talking like just five years ago, that 50% of people would be just bumbling fools. Mm. And so, so tell us about your story. And they go, well... Um, I've had a few. It's uh, whatever, and then I, uh, about halfway through, they go, "I forgot to tell you the title," and then and then afterwards, you're like, "I don't even know what genre this is," and they go, "Yeah, it's a comedy." You know what I mean? And it's all like this, all kind of clumsy and everything. Well, but now people like seems like super slick. Yeah. You there's know? been a few of those. Okay. But, um, the worst thing is like nervousness. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's like, okay. And the, I, we try. I think everyone in the room is trying to put everyone at ease. Yeah. yeah. Like absolutely, no one needs to be nervous about anything. Like it's not like I think there's a thing about. Hollywood and and this being the great American pitch where you have to you know your idea is going to get picked up by someone it's probably not going to happen but if you can make a connection with a producer and if you can if you can kind of create a relationship then that is that's all you need to do you don't need there's like there's no 
there's no way that someone's going to pick up an idea just off of your pitch. So they just want to like you. Yeah, yeah having yeah. a home pitch is great, and also just being a nice person. Don't be too scary. <laughs> yeah, see the whites of their scary. eyes. I just realised yeah, yeah, yeah. this person is going like, to kill me. Don't lean too forward on the <laughs> table. Okay. That's, okay. Well, that's good advice. I mean, just this body language in that room picture. They were giving out peppermints before you went in. But um, but yeah, I think that the pictures are definitely well honed. I mean, I didn't ask people to pitch anyway because I just from an agency point of view, I just wanted to know more about the person. Them, there's a right. You're looking ideas. for yeah. writers, not ideas. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So um, so it was nice just to hear about people's different ways of getting into the industry. Yeah, what people are doing. Yeah, and and the people that have made, you know, things like radio plays radio mm. plays and done stuff with theatre and entered yeah. all these competitions are way more likely to get somewhere than someone who's just spent forever working on their one amazing script of course yeah 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 exactly because that shows the there's a career opportunity there rather than just a one off sort of yeah. thing and what, uh, uh, just the last thing and then because um, you've got to go you back can, I think. you finish you got, your sandwich you've got to finish yeah. your sandwich and you've got to go back and hear more craziness yeah. I think so uh, just the last question is what is the, the best not without naming the pitch or the person or whatever uh, hopefully one of our listeners of course but we won't go into that mm-hmm. um, but what is the best kind of thing that you've picked up this year that people are doing that you really like you're thinking when someone does that yeah. I'm, I, I always, I always yeah. like that. Well, one person who I've spoken to already has um, entered all these competitions, knows about all the competitions, knows about competitions that I didn't even know about, which is good. Um, and there are a lot out there. Mm. But um, the more competitions you kind of get involved in, I think it kind of gives you more. Um, I suppose it just boosts you as a writer, and I think it makes you want to get out there more. And you know, it is yeah, a competitive yeah. business, so why not enter all these? Well, let's just—I just want to quiz you on that actually, uh, because myself and Danny did a, a, a podcast where we had a section. We talked for about ten minutes on competitions, mm-hmm. uh, debating amongst ourselves. Actually, it's interesting you've got that yeah ups and downs because there's so many now um, that I was saying probably like guys like yourself are only interested in people that are getting you know well received you know a winner but whatever Nickel yeah in the top yeah. five yeah. top say see top five competitions Peter Houston, Emmy. yeah Emmy yeah. The, the, maybe the Red Planet, Red Planet. Yeah, Red you know but then even if you have uh, done well in other competitions that perhaps people aren't familiar with mm-hmm. people like yourself because they're small or niche yeah. or genre competitions mm-hmm. is it st- is it still worth something you think I mean you still won something at the end of the day something still worth making a shout about so yeah definitely anything that yeah. you could anything that you could um, use to sell yourself is a yeah. good thing so I think definitely great it's like you've been chosen as the best yeah. of wh- whoever entered or how many entered it doesn't really matter yeah. nobody really knows unless they've released the actual official figure yeah, yeah, of yeah. entries which the big ones do because there's so many yeah they do um, thousands so there's, so there's definitely kudos yeah. there, like Red Planet Prize there's like 2,000 entries each time yeah so like to get to the shortlist of that mm. even is bloody awesome yeah because even the runner up the first year like the guy didn't even win he went on to do Death in Paradise yeah so like right. being the runner up was was the prize in itself yeah 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 yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and of course that's the proper prize X-Factor. and we'll yeah. probably get the attention of you if, yeah. if I said I got to the final six exactly. of Red Pan Prize yeah, yeah, like, well yeah. that's interesting yeah, yeah. I mean if someone out. else out there thinks that your script has merit then I'm sure other people will as well mm. so that's that's the main reason why I think they're pretty good good yeah. nice good one. well we'll let you 
Thank you very much. Very good to you too. We sucked him dry. We should try and get Jonathan in if we can tear him away from um, Johnny, Jonathan Newman, writer-director. He's been listening to pictures. Great. Uh, really good guy. Go get him, Danny. Johnny, are you... Are you um, we want to get Jonathan down for the podcast. Are you gassing away? I don't want to interrupt. Five minutes, five minutes, Jonathan. No. No, we don't want to talk to you, Johnny. You've been on. You've been on. You had a whole episode. <laughs> this is the man, the legend, yes, Jonathan Newman. Yeah. Hi, yeah. I'm Tim. Tim, Hi, Tim. Right. Jonathan. This Hi. is the UK Scriptwriters Podcast. We do every oh, month. Okay, okay. This is Darren Grimwood. Yes, we've met already. All right. Oh, you've been pitched. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Okay. Now let's hear come inside. Come in. Come in, mate. Oh, okay. For sound, for reasons of the microphone, okay. right? Now, Jonathan, you've been being pitched at quite relentlessly. How many days have you been doing it now? Two days. Two days. So how many do you think you've heard in that time? Oh my God. Um, I must have heard probably 70 pitches. Okay. Maybe more. I don't right. know. It, it's just, it is really. Oh, five minutes ago, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Wow. Some of them I dispense within two minutes, though. <laughs> really? Yeah. Is, that, is that for reasons of the fact it's just not they're pitching you something that's not your bag? It's yeah, it's either, it's either, um, I, I know straight away if it's a genre that I'm interested in. Yeah. And I, it's like, why waste, why waste their time? Yeah, true. You know, just true. move on. True. And what are you? In, what are you looking for? Well, what are you, you hoping know, to find here? Really? I'll be really good stories, but with a with a hook. Mm. You know, something that just kind of pops out, mm. um, that doesn't feel regurgitated mm. um, or recycled. That can travel mm. and feel like it can find an international audience. Mm. Um, you know, so it's not limited to one genre. Mm. Um, but I think you know when there's something you're not looking for. Right. You right. Know? Yeah. And then yeah, you just yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. wait for the ideas that just kind of. Jump out at you. Well, I think this weekend has come up quite a bit in terms of having a good concept and having yeah. a good premise. And Luke Ryan, do, do, do you know Luke Ryan? He's one of the speakers Yes, here. I haven't, didn't make his... Hollywood mm. guy, really good. And he said the difference between concept and premise, which is really interesting, I thought. It was like concept is like um, the wider kind of hook of the story, like Titanic is like um, a doomed love affair on the Titanic, and that's your concept, mm-hmm. but the premise then is about Leonardo DiCaprio, mm. a young kind of hustler, who gets the chance to go on the boat and find a new life, yeah. and f- falls in love, but not, and they, they're both unaware that their love affair is doomed, yeah. that's the premise. Would that be the same, Danny, just so I'm understanding it, are we talking about almost the difference <coughs> between theme and plot? Is that similar or different? How do you feel that's different? I don't know. Maybe Jonathan might have a... I I was thinking that exact same thing, actually. I mean, I think you've got an A story and a B story, Mm -hmm. and you can call it theme, plot, premise, whatever. Mm. And, you know, you have the external story, and then you've got the internal character arc, you know, Mm. what's happening to the characters. Um, And, you know, good stories are layered and Mm. and, and have um, multiple threads Mm. going on throughout the narrative. And... You know, mm. the skilled screenwriter uses all of them to there. But did you hear kind of pitches that felt like just kind of, not personal stories exactly, but kind of stories that like, took time to explain? Yeah. And so by then you're like, so what is the premise? Absolutely. The yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. there's there's no plot whatsoever. Mm. They've just told me the journey. Mm. Um, you know, a man struggles with his internal, okay, great, but what's the what actual happens? plot? <laughs> yeah. yeah, what's the plot? Yeah. Um, and you have to actually ask. And, and the, other, the other problem I think I hear all the time with pitches is that people go into far too much detail, um, scene-by-scene scene detail. And, you know, really, when you're pitching, you want to give broad strokes. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I always say, give me the broad strokes, what happens. Yeah. The trailer moments. The trailer yeah. moments, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, 
and and that you know when they go into too much detail, you just feel your eyes glazing over, and if you if you zone out for three seconds, then you're gone. Yeah, you've lost <laughs> yes. the whole prem the whole. True. You can't hear it anymore. Now, now we've got a unique opportunity by having both of you guys here. I'm always the cruel one. Aren't you are. What are you gonna do? So I'm gonna say, what did you think about Darren's? Pitch now he's here like off yeah. the but kind of he can take it because yeah, he's a strong he's a sort of strong well, he's a produced screenwriter yeah he, yeah, he was yeah. the one in the mental that's right home. Yeah. All right, yeah, yeah. right point one he remembered, remembered it remember. in fact that's brilliant I'm that's what right do you know <laughs> that is almost like that's a good start like, anything else after this point is a bloody bonus exactly. isn't it so that's a, I'm going to count that as like eighty percent successful straight away oh, definitely uh, associate with you with mental yeah yeah it was easy to remember and well I think we should get Jonathan to pitch himself because you oh. you're, you're, you're either finished a film recently or you start finished one yeah yeah so give us the pitch for that then. well i'll tell you the previous one okay uh, as okay because okay, right. you, you caught me on it <laughs> okay jesus the pressure this might be rubbish and i apologize if it is. No. well the film i did before mariah mundy was one called foster with yeah. tony collette and that's about a um a couple uh with marital problems and their business is falling apart and they're unable to conceive a child so they go to a foster home looking to potentially foster a child and they get turned down mm. um, however a few days later a little boy wearing a suit and a fedora hat turns up on their doorstep and says I'm your new foster child and I'm right. like but we didn't know we were getting one <laughs> and so this boy causes transformation in their life in their relationship mm. um, in their professional life helps them heal the wounds mm. um, and there's a little bit more to it than meets the eye which I don't know if I should reveal on this, but no. there's a kind of a sixth sense element. Yeah, you don't want to give us, yeah. don't want to ruin yeah. it. But that, that's really nice. It's simple and clear, simple, yeah. intriguing, and you think, okay, well, what but, but almost what it also is is all in, in on that occasion, you, you've got to pick the right pitch for the right film, yeah, and the right story. Is that's almost the setup. And gives us so many opportunities yeah. of where that That's could go and explore it. Yeah, it's almost you know, I think a good pitch has to contain several things. It's got mm. to contain, you've got to know what the genre is. You've got to, it's got to have some context. But most of all, it has to have irony mm. in it. It's no good saying um, a couple look to adopt a child. Mm. You know, where's the iron in the ad? There has to mm. be, you know, what happens next. Mm. It's the and or the but. Or the mm. because, you know, yeah, yeah, and yeah. it helps. The irony helps explain what the journey is that they're going to take. Mm. There's an interesting background to this that yeah. I know about um, because you made this as a short first, correct? Yeah, and it got to the attention somehow of the Farrelly brothers, correct? Yeah. Right? yeah, so you should pick up the story. From yeah, yeah. Well, you know, Pete Farrelly, uh, who made the something about mm. Mary, mm. saw the film, and one day it was because it was at Rhode Island Film Festival. That's where they're from. All right. And one day I'm walking down Cricklewood, and the phone rings, and it's like, hey, it's Pete Farrelly. <laughs> I'm like, Pete who? I'm so out of context. Here. Yeah, I'm of course, yeah. Like, You're like, what? what? Yeah, I said, yeah. yeah is my, my shoes ready for collections? <laughs> <laughs> I'll be there tomorrow. <laughs> and he's like, I saw your short film and I was really touched by it, really moved. I've got two children and... Um, have you thought about turning it into a feature film? And so the next thing no, I know... No, you said Wrong number. Thanks for the call. Thanks for the call. But stay in touch. So the next thing I know, I'm, I'm in LA and meeting with Pete and, and we're discussing it. And he says, look, um, I'm going to send you to go see Fox and DreamWorks tomorrow. I'm like, okay. And at this point, I have no clue what the story is. But, you know, he says, is it too early? And I said, no, 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 just send me and it's fine. Um, so I go in and I meet Peter Rice, the head of Fox at the time, and 
pitch him this kind of half form story, which wasn't, which was a mistake actually, because right. I didn't know what the story was. Right. And I went into DreamWorks, and and I'm sitting there at six o'clock, and Spielberg walks past me, and mm. I'm like, oh my god, and he says, hey, I'm like, hi, and um, yeah, hi. that was it. Yeah, um, that was my hi. moment. Hi. <laughs> and. Uh, Unfortunately, you know, it fizzled out mm. because I didn't have a fully formed story at the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then cut to some years later, I just finished Swinging with Finkels with Deepak, my producer, mm. on that. And he was also a big fan of Foster. He said, look, if you can really nail the story, let's make it. Mm. And I was literally um, in the edit of Finkels, and I finished the script for Foster. And we hadn't even locked picture yet. And he said, I've got the money. Let's go make it. So we stopped editing the feature I was working mm, on mm. and went and shot Foster. Right, right. And then I was in a strange position where I had to finish both films post-production at the same time. Ah, right, right, so it was a really right, lucky, right, right, yeah. you know, lucky position. To but be that in. actually can be, that can give you a kind of a tsunami of work coming out yeah. almost after. So like suddenly like, where's this guy come from? Mm. You know, because it seems like you've got all this material if coming you've got out that at once. Because you're still exactly. UK based, aren't you? Yes, so, I am. Yeah, yeah. So. yeah. Yeah, and I think the the lesson is, you know, you don't necessarily have to move to Hollywood as well. No, to, no. you know, you well, you not can. not not if, not if someone's going to phone you up from there. No, no exactly. Say, <laughs> That's right. <laughs> How did he get your number? Do you think, Pete Farrell? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, well, Pete, you know, from the festival. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's normally actually, Danny. Um, all the con, all your filmmakers' contact details are in the program. Yeah, when so you submit you your program. But he's also got a long relationship because because he's from Rhode Island. Mm. He so, likes to, he always sets things like the there. supporter of the festival. Correct, almost. he supports yeah. the festival. He yeah, shows yeah. things there. Yeah. And and my short was um, opening or closing, I can't remember. Right. So, you know. It, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, Did it win at Rhode Um did it win at Rhode Island? It was nominated, but it didn't win. It oh, doesn't matter, does it, Danny? No, it's just yeah. that when it, when it opens or closes, it usually means it does. It's, it's, done, it's yeah. Going, yeah, it's in for something. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is the bit that's not been mentioned, of course. I've not seen that short, mm. but I mean, that must be a really good short. Yeah. Let's not circumvent that point mm. that obviously to be an opening and closing yeah. film or to become a, a runner up or nominated or something, yeah. you know, it's not that Pete Fanley just phoned you up. He, he, it's like, it's good. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. not random. Well, it's not luck. That this was the skills. case with Pete. And then with, with Deepak, it was more a case of he had seen three things and then he finally saw Foster and that was the one that made him yeah, call right, me right, up. Right, right, yeah. right. Okay. Yeah, and, and for him, it was like, okay, it's not just a one hit. It's yeah, there's a yeah, body yeah, of work brilliant, there. brilliant. And I think it's really important for anyone listening, you know, um, if, if you made one thing, it's not to sit and bask in the glory of that, but it's to continue nice to be creative and, and make continue to, to generate your own work. Mm. I'm always interested in this point, uh, mainly because I'm, I've been hanging around for years. Do, yeah. do you know what I mean? Danny's Literally. been hanging around. Danny's <laughs> been hanging around for years. You've been hanging around for yeah. years. And it's like, how, how you're talking about you've done those three good bits of work. and so What a time period are we talking about? How long is all this taking to get to where we are now? You know, how many years? Well, there's that expression, it's taken me 10 years to become an overnight exactly. success. Yeah, 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 right? Exactly, yeah. Um, you look, I, I left film school in 96, 97, yeah. and then I went and made a low-budget film. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, you kind of wait for the world to come to you, and it mm. doesn't come to you. Mm. 
And I think that's a big mistake. You know, yeah. you can't wait. There's a great expression: "Don't wait for the cow to back into your hands to milk it." Right. You know, you have to go into the field and. Milk I'm not the cow. heard that expression before. <laughs> yeah. You said it as if that's one that we've all heard. Yeah. But, um, Surely but, we're but, all familiar. But, with but, it. but I am now, yeah. and I should be using it. Excellent. So you know, I think the point is, it can take a very long time, and in that time. It's easy to wait and to wait for the world, um, and you forget that a large that you can take control of your destiny by taking action yeah. and going out and being creative and generating your own work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, even when you've made a like Foster did really well, won a lot of awards, and and before you know it, two years can pass and you actually haven't done anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Swept yeah, yeah, up yeah, yeah. because you yeah. swept yeah. up in the glory of yeah, yeah, praise yeah. or receive and and. What you need to do is get straight into making something else. Yeah. You know, I always feel every time I finish work that I'm never going to work again. Yeah. And so that propels me into work mode. Into, mm. Okay, I've got to get back into taking control. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of, of my destiny. No, well, I'm glad that you're sharing that because um, that's how I feel a lot of the time. I know it's how you feel, Danny, because we've been talking about this like for years, that we both feel like this. And then you speak to other writers, they all feel the same. But they sometimes feel that it, it, that there's people like yourself that it, that, that it doesn't happen to. That, we're, that that's, you know, that it's yeah. different. Or something I think it's the writer envy, isn't it? You just look at somebody else, it's been easy for but them. It must yeah. be easier for them, but, but it's, it's, not. Not. it's not. And it's, it's not, the same, it? I think, for anyone in any creative profession, you know, yeah. actors as well. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Because we don't have the stability. Yeah. You know, we yeah. you finish a job and then you're back to square one. Yeah. You know, you've got to refinance something. Yeah. You've got to wait for the next yeah. job to yeah. come in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. It's, it's inevitable that you feel like you'll never work again. Yeah. You know. That's definitely one thing I've learned from the festival this year, the amount of people that basically made short films and then got it out there and and basically managed to, that's been the career leap from from actually getting something out there and it getting recognized yeah that's mm. been and that's something i'm seriously considering now because I, I keep hearing it over and over again really here at the festival make this make a short film yeah but, yeah, but hang on you don't need to do a short film you've done a you, film with Steve Putenberg now <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about you're at the what, what do you mean, what do you mean direct you, you should mean direct directing it. Well, one thing I I think the fact that having a feature that's, a, that's an investment of time for people, you know, it's, it's, mm. it's an hour and a half of their life. That's you know, for instance, the guys on the opening night who had a two-minute film. People are willing to actually invest. Okay, let's see this two-minute. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. easier it's to really see good. it than to yeah. read it. It's like a calling card. Yeah, yeah, but but you could just share a trailer of your feature and go. I've had this feature. Look, it's got Steve. <laughs> yeah, Steve Gutenberg. He's crazy. He's talking nonsense. He's talking nonsense. Well, I'm big on content, though, yeah, because as a writer, you just have words on the page, which yeah. nobody likes reading a script, unfortunately. Yeah. No. The big irony is. Because a lot of our hard work, anyway. Um, so if you have content, even if it's a short visual of something, people will watch it. And yeah. if it's any good, it yeah. will definitely lead I to agree, something. I agree. Yeah. Um, and then nobody can take it away from you either. Because when people reject your scripts, your confidence can be shattered. But if people kind of say, oh, I didn't like your web series, I didn't like your shorts, it's like, well, I think it's awesome. Tough luck. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I'm, I'm just going to keep on going. Yeah. And it's not the you know it's not the rejection that kills you in this business. It's the hope. It's the hope. Yeah. It's the dangling carrot, which That's is right. all. Because you know you learn to deal with rejection and get thick skin. But oh, I prefer it in a way. I mean, no, for this very reason, yeah. Yeah. which is you know someone said, oh, I'm sorry, I had to turn that thing down. I go, look, you've got no idea. It's fantastic to get a clear no the next day. Well, I heard an expression. I can move on. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. I've become mildly obsessed with this expression, and I hope <laughs> people have heard of it. Is right? it about a cow and milk? <laughs> well, I, I, might, I have heard it. I might have got it wrong, but I'm, parapha oh, I'm paraphrasing from somebody. But he right. said, um, success is the aberration and rejection is the norm. Mm. But if we can learn to kind of embrace 
rejection and it actually let us empower ourselves to kind of, okay, just brush it off and go on to the next because then you're just one step closer to like success, inverted commas, to, right. you know. And I thought that that's just a really kind of negative but nice way of putting it. It's like mm. success is the aberration. You're like, huh, yeah. what? I want, you know, you, you yeah, want yeah, success yeah, yeah. every day. Yeah. But it's just like, it's true, rejection is the norm. Yeah. Or you can take the Groucho Marx approach, which is every time a friend of mine succeeds, a little piece of me dies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we all know that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this festival's great at feeling that. Yeah. <laughs> but hopefully, you know, um, seeing other people's success reminds you of the work that you have to do mm. and drives you to actually getting there. I mean, that's oh, what it does for me. For me, it's like, it, it reminds me always that I'm 90% there. Mm -hmm. So actually, it's normally just a little kick up the arse has right. got to be done because, you know, I've got the skills, I've got the technical awareness, I've got the, got the colleagues around me, you guys that will, you know, help me on re rewrites or whatever. It, it's all there. Yeah. So I've got most of the things. I just need that little push to learn, like, well, actually, have enough people seen this? Have I spoken to enough people? Have yeah. I got on the phone enough? Yeah. The phone, man, the phone's my secret weapon. No one phones each other anymore. No, oh. email and... So, like, if you phone someone up, you're already at the top. Or write the them a letter. Or write them a letter. You're in the top 0.5% of people they're likely to meet. I mean, coming and pitching is even better because the face and all this. I went to your session yesterday, Jonathan, about manifest. Oh, you manifest did. Manifest 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 which is not, really interesting. He's actually. not shut up about it. Um, <laughs> no, it's just really yeah, interesting. Loved it, loved in terms it. of attitude. Yeah. Like nothing wishy-washy or nothing new agey, was it? It's just like, well, you know, if, you can, if we can just step back, put a bit of perspective on things. Yeah. Well, that's what mm. it was all about making meaning. You know, how we make everything mean something. And and how we are the main character in our own soap opera um, and we create a lot of drama in our lives and unfortunately that drama dominates us and stops us moving forward and it's hard to condense the hour mm, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. we did into a short well I, I, I've got a character in feature that I've written that explores that very idea he's a writer of um, superhero comics and then one day he realises he's not actually the hero in his own life he's a, a, you know there's a sub a subplot character in his own life, yeah. you know. And I think a lot of people are at either end of that. Some people downplay themselves and make themselves an extra in their in the in the film of their life or yeah. something. And other people think they've got to be that hero that is the one guy that saves the world. And you know what? And, and actually, the truth is somewhere in the middle, which is like, well, this is a, an ensemble piece. Yeah. Life's an ensemble piece. <laughs> it's not a hero's journey because we can't all be the hero in yeah. the hero's journey. And it's just once you accept that. You like that, didn't you, Linda? <laughs> Linda Aronson loved that. I heard this, you know, it's sort of ensemble. Oh, oh, I see, yeah. Oh, sorry, I, I should Linda Aronson is in the background. <laughs> script guru from okay, Australia. Okay, but life's linear, so don't bring any of your non-linear <laughs> ideas. Pitch thing. Right, Jonathan's off to go, go and get pitched. Thanks for joining us. We'll get Linda. Let's right, put a photo up on, your, on the link so oh, fantastic, people right. know what you look like. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he doesn't want that. Yeah. And here's Pilar. It's Pilar, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, hello. Sit down. Oh. Hello. <laughs> sit down, you're in. You're in. Pilar, you're in. This is. I'm going to see if I can get the name right. Pilar Alessandra? Yeah. 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 Pilar does her own podcast. She's a rival. Oh, no. I am. Um, I am. We're going to rumble later. That'll be fun. Yeah, okay. Okay. But your podcast is called. It's called On the Page. On the Page. On okay, the page. well, give us the pitch. Well, actually, yeah, that's why I came over to you guys because I think we're going to be podcasting in the next room and stealing you? all your guests and then. Oh, no, we, we're just, as you oh. see, we're just grabbing people. So are we. No, we just started recording and then waited to see if anyone would show up. Okay, yeah. <laughs> we're we're, we're non linear, Linda. <laughs> we're non linear over yeah, here, aren't we? Yeah. Just in a perpetual flow. 
But you, <laughs> you're based in LA, aren't you? Pina? I am based in LA. And yeah. you've, been, you've been doing on the page for quite a while. Aren't you? Oh God, five years! Five years, two hundred and seventy episodes. Oh God! How about that, guys? How about a little catching up, maybe? I think uh, that's too many episodes. Yeah. People yeah. don't like you anymore. Yeah, 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 yeah that's yeah. probably very, very. Each true, one's actually. only thirty seconds long. I was it you talk about dialogue. Yeah, yeah. Well, to this. At this conference, I was mm. I did a dialogue class mm. and I did a, uh, two pitch classes. Mm. One was a three and a half hour pitch master class, and one was an hour long dialogue class. And is your ten your sort of you did ten tips around yeah. dialogue? Is that available online or? Um, it can be sure. That would be good. I, yeah, I, I, really, I really you know because you gave it as a handout. Yeah, I did. And I, oh I, yeah, I, you went to the dialogue session. Well, yeah. yeah, and I thought that was really good. And um, I was like, I hope this is online because it'd be good to link to that. Folks, so. Sure, no problem. You know, um, they can email me directly, and I can right. send them. I'll send okay, them the cool. PDF. All it's right. um, inquire at onthepage.tv, and good. they could just. It's, uh, it's just, it, and, and it's kind of stuff that people here writers would know, but it's just great to have that checklist if you get a bit stuck or. Absolutely. Do you know what I mean? You Absolutely. Just, you do look at it and say, oh, well, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but sometimes you just need somebody to say, remember this, remember that. Yeah, exactly. You know, and here's a way in. Yeah, exactly, too. exactly. Um, dialogue's a bit tricky. I'll tell you what it reminded me of, actually, your talk. actually remind. I've done a lot of work with um, corporate guys it reminded me a lot actually of different sort of sales techniques the power of silence <laughs> uh -huh. and so on. it's like there's a lot of overlap yeah because um, it's all communication and yes. I think actually what I took away from your uh, overview on, on on writing dialogue was that actually it's about understanding the character and really putting that at the heart of it Mm -hmm. So that you're not writing dialogue for plot reasons, as yes. in they have to say this to get this across, but trying to get the real heart of the piece, the heart of those characters flowing through the words, so that your test of it mm -hmm. would be almost if you could just read the the without the name with the names covered up, you would know who was saying what. That's exactly. what we're trying to get to, isn't it? Yeah, and you know, one one of my one of the fun things about teaching that class is talking about the different languages that people speak. Okay. You know, that the the occupations. Mm -hmm. Um you know, some people speak lawyer, some people speak college students, some mm. some people speak suburban housewife. Mm. Um, some people speak podcast producer, you yeah, know? Yeah, 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 yeah. and and the language or the phrases we use. Mm. It, Irish from Maine. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it, and it's, it's it's fun too, especially being out here mm. from the states and the way the phrases I use versus the phrases that you guys use. It was yeah, yeah, it was yeah. sort of hilarious. Yeah. Yesterday. Yeah. Like Davis right is away, in the I, I just had rocked a faux in. with it. Hey, how are you? Right, good. 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 Uh, one last, uh, one last thing to kind of, or one last sort of tip, I guess, to to to, to end on. Have you heard? Because it's a big pitching thing, obviously, as you know. Yes. Everyone's pitching crazy it's here the at pitch the minute. Fest. Have people been pitching to you? Have you heard any? Um, you know, like informally, you know what I mean. It's the nature of what I do that mm. teach in a pitch class that they will come up and say, "Well, what about this? What about this? What about yes. this?" Now, what have you? What have you? Uh, taken away as being the sort of the, the the good things that people are doing at the minute that you're like I'm glad mm -hmm. so I'm trying to end on a positive note <laughs> what am I I'm really glad that people have taken this up and are doing it so well at the minute you know what's going well for, for, for folks out there I would say the sort of genu genuine enthusiasm and passion mm. which yeah, might good, be good. missing sometimes from the the more savvy produced writer who's been around you know okay, right, you, right. you know you, you get people here who love what they're doing who are excited yeah, yeah. about their projects 
projects, that really just shines through with their pitch, mm. and that kind of makes the listener excited. Mm. So it doesn't matter how they're doing it, suddenly right, you're, right, it's okay. contagious. Mm. Okay, yeah. good, good, good. Don't feel you have to perform either, I think. That's what people, I think, get stressed about when they're pitching. Absolutely. It's like, if, you, if you're not that type of person, yeah. just let your natural passion for the story come through in some way. Right, um, right. Rather than thinking, oh my God, I have to be big, or I have to be really kind of engaging or make them laugh. Yes. Because I think that's where people get nervous, maybe. Well, you're looking um, for a connection, aren't you? Mm. I think more than anything, you're trying to build that connection, beg your pardon, which has got to be too, you know, you can't build a bridge from one side of a river. Mm. You're trying oh, to build a relationship. That's the greatest thing I've ever said. Oh, yeah. Is, okay. that, Nobody is was that, that the greatest <laughs> thing you've ever said? Yeah, yeah you put them wow, down. You can maybe work on that. I, I like know. her. I'm, I'm doing a podcast with her from now on. <laughs> On the podcast, <laughs> maybe you, not ever. Will you guys come on over to the next room and be guests on my podcast? Absolutely, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll do anything. We'll do anything. This is anything. sort of incestuous, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, we're all on the yeah. same bed. We're all dirty, dirty people. <laughs> dirty podcast. Well, perfect. You're perfect. For we've, we've been going on for ages. How long? Have you yeah, yeah. I'll let you go. Forty minutes. Forty oh. minutes. That's longer than we normally do. What's, well, how long do you do? Uh, for about forty minutes. Oh, wow. Yeah, but I'll now, see. because you're doing it at the same time, maybe fifty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> We'll see. Nice to meet you guys. All right, brilliant. We'll see you in a bit then. I know. We're all here again. Now, now, guys, if you don't know who Linda is, uh, if you've been to the festivals, you will do because you're you're a regular, regular here and a regular around the world doing talks around the world. So I'll just kind of pitch you for you if you see what I'm saying. Sorry about that. So I would say that you're an an expert and and, uh, kind of... Passionate about. Passionate about, but also you've studied and researched, so this isn't like just something you're interested in, you've really deconstructed different types of structures. Um, non-linear. Not, yeah, sort of non-linear style, structures that use flashbacks, ensemble pieces, non-hero's journey type work that, that certainly to me has really supported me because that's the stuff I love and of course good, I'm looking I'm looking good. at the I'm looking at the other structures and teachings out there thinking my stuff doesn't fit and I was getting worried about it <laughs> and I was like brilliant there's another way and I'm not daft if you see oh, what I'm that's saying great. Um, uh, is that was that a good summary first well, of all well it was the only thing I would say is that I am a writer too and the true, reason that true. I got into this was because you know I mean I started out as a playwright then I did um, television film mm. feature film um, a lot of different sorts of television theatre again and then wrote four novels and mm. now I'm getting into immersive virtual reality so I'm mm. actually a writer and the reason I did it was because nobody could answer these questions that I had right, and right. I was really, really that's surprised. always a good uh, motivator isn't it well, yeah. I was amazed that nobody was actually looking at this so that's where it comes from and that's why it's become very down to earth yeah. um, so the response from writers all over the world is, is amazing mm. and it's lovely for me because I still get excited by saying oh, yeah. you, know, you can do all these things you know, yeah, yeah. different views of a suicide from all these different points of view and hold it together is it, because otherwise is it on the increase? Is it on the rise? Because when I when I think about um, these more di- you know unusual structures, um, it seems like something that was a kind of a nineties moving into the two thousands thing in my mind. Or is your own research shown that in fact it's been something that's been always around that just comes in and out of flavour? Or is it actually always there? It's just we don't look at it. Who are the filmmakers that kind of pop into your mind? Yeah. When, yeah. When well, okay. The first, the first thing that I would say, without wanting to sound you know too kind of boring, the academic about this. Mm. 
the Odyssey, Homer's Odyssey, is non-linear and it's very close to Ariaga's structure. Why? It's all about holding a live audience. Mm. And, you know, it's about stealing Jeopardy from the end of the story, putting it at the start so that you've got them. Yeah. Right. And people, do, people have been doing this forever because it's about mm. keeping that audience with you. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, th there are lots of filmmakers yeah. here, but I would say now it's really hard, it would be impossible, I think, to sit and watch an evening's telly without seeing flashbacks or multiple protagonist stories because every story that's about you know, a group mm. of police mm -hmm. or a group of pathologists mm -hmm. or a group of Good lawyers, point. whatever, yeah, 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 they're yeah. all, you, you have a number, number of different plots. And mm. to me, it's all about you know, the plotting issues. Mm. You can't plot those as you were mm. a single hero on a journey mm. towards redemption. The other thing that worries me little is the always the, always the issue of redemption because I think that that is, you know, it's something that, that I think is very much um, intrinsic, this is not my idea, it's philosophically the case that mm. it's, it's an American construct, it's a cultural construct. A lot of countries simply don't believe that people change and grow and become better. Um, right, they right, might also right, okay. be, And also, you know, minorities like to look at the individual within a group, within mm. society. So enormous numbers of British films and films from all over the, the world, including from America, are about groups. Right, yes, you know, okay, yeah, 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 um, yeah, About yeah. the effect of the individual on the, of, of the group on the individual. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah, they're yeah. around. So I would be saying, you see, what got me into this in the first place was that I was being mm. paid very nicely, thank you very much, for writing television in which there were multiple protagonist stories. Mm. And then I found, yeah, discovered yeah. screenwriting, thought, well, this stuff is really interesting, but I, I can't buy this thing about you only have, can only have, ever have one. Yeah, thing yeah, 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 yeah. And hang on, Citizen Kane appears to do flashbacks, and mm. you know, uh, so and the hero for that like is that. like the. the the news reporter, who we don't even get to know at all. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, well, actually. Well, you know, in, yes. in conventional forms. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, what it, what, the fascinating thing about that is that, in fact, when you go into all this non-linear stuff, because I was thinking, how on earth does this work? I really want to do this. Nobody can tell me. I would stand up at these these sessions, you know. Mm. So, excuse me, can you tell me about flashback? And people say, you can't do it because it means you're a bad writer. And I was thinking, well, I've, I like Citizen Kane. Well, mm. I tell you what, um, we've, we've said Citizen mm. Kane and yes. Odyssey and stuff, so they're highbrow kind of things. I'm going to put forward a great flashback film, mm. Highlander. It was on the other night, mm. and, I, and I, I forgot how much it relied on the flashback narrative. People mm. And the cuts in between, mm. how they intersected, mm. were just brilliantly done. And mm. uh, so it's just something to check out. I think it's, mm. the, it's there, you know, it's now... Um, when I do a, you know, a two-day session, I am flat out trying to get through all of the films that do not fit that model. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I'm talking about 80, 90 films, mm. you know, and I'm just touching on these. They're, mm. they're everywhere, and I frankly do not think that you have a career in 10 years' time if you don't have some working knowledge of how to do this stuff, because it is everywhere. Mm. And indeed, I found myself over the last few months doing more of this stuff with television writers and talking to some really very senior people in television who mm. are really bewildered when I say the film pe the film screenwriters are being told don't use flashback and they're saying mm. but no they're not I'm saying, they are <laughs> but you know we do it all the time yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so the audience is not differentiating between what they see on the telly and what they're going to see in the movies mm. and the stuff is being done so I would be saying that you really have to start to get your head around it. And the thing is that you can do fantastic effects. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I can go on about this boringly for ages. You know, for two days. For two days. <laughs> two days, yes. Um, but, no, you know, I mean, let's say you get an idea. Um, you read the paper, you pick up the paper, and it says something astonishing about, uh, you know, 
returned servicemen from, from Iraq who've developed some mm. terrible disease. Mm. Um, okay, the conventional view is you do the story from that man's point of view or from the point of view of the people around you, know, mm. girlfriend, wife, parents, whatever. It's always one hero, right? Mm. one person. Well, why? Could it not be that a group of people were all exposed and you're going to follow them separately mm. in their different country, their different towns around the country and mm. see how they cope? Could it not be that they have a reunion and then we have a flashback to the event in which you know this group was together? Mm. Or could it be that we do a run, Lola, run and some of the... You know what yeah, might yeah, have happened. Different, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, different versions, yeah. These are all fantastic ideas. Mm. Why are we supposed to just do the one? Mm. Um, and indeed, people have done that sort of thing. Mm. It is a specific uh, so, style, though, isn't it? A specific genre kind of thing. Almost. But I, I don't really agree because I think that it's being done more and more. As I say, you know, I look at television, and there's flashbacks are there. Something like Run Lola Run is a bit fancy, mm. but you know, look at look at um, Atonement. Mm. You know, the hours follows, has it as well. The hours, mm. twenty-one grams, baby. Memento, mm. memento. Um, you know, did Contagion do it? I haven't seen it. Um, Soderbergh's thing. Don't know uh, about the virus or how virus can spread. I and haven't. Stuff. It was an ensemble piece for sure. I don't know if he right, did it. Right. And he, 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 the limey, for example. Mm. Mm. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He did I, a very I, interesting I thing there. Mm. Fragmented kind of scenes and images. Yeah, very much. That, so. that was really I mean, good. the thing about it is that, that what I'm interested in is how it, how it works. Mm. You know, and why it doesn't work, because mm. you can fall flat on your face, and audiences love it when you get it right, but God, they're brutal if you yeah, don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's what interests me. And mm. the, the ama- you see, I thought, I've got to find to see if there are any patterns, and that's the amazing thing, that there are patterns. Mm. That, that, that There are patterns that are present in films that we generally agree work, mm. and that those patterns are not present in films that we generally agree don't work, so mm. hang on, you know, go figure. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's about, so that's what it's about, and I find, as I say, enormous response from writers because they're thinking, I, you know, I actually want to write about a group. Mm-hmm. You know, the Full Monty's not about one man doing a strip, it's yeah, about yeah, a group, yeah. that's yeah. the joy of it. So yeah, yeah. the issue now is I would be saying it's, it's the content dictates structure. Mm. So look to what you want to say and then find the structure to do it, and I would be saying that there are you know, at least six or seven different structures. Yeah, yeah. So, and the, the other thing, talking to people who do games here, mm. there's no reason why you should start your story at the beginning. Why not start your story two-thirds of the way through when your hero is in a crisis, oh, yeah. and then do it, I mean, I know that some people are actually doing that, but yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, you know, there's no reason why mm. you shouldn't use mm. these the, the kind of techniques that I'm talking about to... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think Drake's Deception does that, doesn't it? Yeah, it yeah, starts yeah. with a fight and then exactly. it goes back to when he was a boy. And how yeah, did yeah. he? How did this person get into that situation? Yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. that's totally what it is. Yes, totally what yes. It is. So you know, yeah. it's it's everywhere. Yeah, and it's quite common. The point is that if you get an audience that's been brought up on that kind of game and brought mm. up with lots of television that has flashbacks and yeah, yeah, they want it. They, they, they want it, they want and more. they are faster on the update. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. They're just yeah. simply faster. So, I mean, I just find the whole thing really interesting because it gives you so much. Um, more to play with. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah, one size doesn't fit all is what we're saying, I that's suppose. That's right. You know. and, and the immersive virtual reality stuff that I'm doing now, mm. I'm doing all kinds of weird and wonderful yeah, things yeah, yeah. narrative in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's hard. Yeah. But it's, it's hard to do. But gosh, you can get some really smashing effects with that com- kind of complication. Let's end on something that we're talking about as a kind of sub-theme yes. here in our little ensemble piece, um, which is about kind of your own work so mm. you know you, you, you were t- totally right to, to mention that you're a writer yourself <laughs> yeah. um, and uh, there's always other distractions to stop you writing do you mm. still get time to write 
yourself? Do you, and, and, or do you get as much time as you want to write your, you know, your own work? No, not as much, but I'm now getting back into it. I'm yeah. really excited about doing that. I mean, for years I was doing all of this and writing novels, and mm. I also do consultancy and stuff, mm. and yeah. I've written plays and so on, so that they've had this, but not as, you know, when you're a full-time writer, you've got all the time to do it. Yeah, yeah. Because I do a lot of this stuff. Yeah. Um, no, but I mean, the nice thing now is that I'm doing what I immersive virtual reality stuff appeals mm. to my sort of serious side but I also you know, yeah, yeah, inside yeah. here I'm a comedy writer hiding right, so, right, 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 right. <laughs> so I have this other identity and you know I'm doing probably some of that again either in fiction or brilliant know, brilliant anyhow cool. alright thank that's you that's great no, no, no thanks for yeah. love to see you love love to oh, you'll yeah. see us around you know you <laughs> yes. always do you always pick your brains I'll come and pick your I'll just end on like, and then I'll stop it my point of view feature film, that's something you'd be interested in. Oh, it's all right, point absolutely. of view. Yeah, exactly. Well, I'm going to stop it. I'm going to stop it there, though, because no one else wants to do it. Thanks about to Linda. That. Thanks to Darren. Thanks well, to Jonathan. Thank thanks thank to Pilar. Yeah. And thanks to the London Screenwriters Festival. Yeah. Cool. Bye.